Welcome to our community. This is Saratova Best. We are learning about a syndrome happening in the world today of, um, let's call it impressionability, a transformation of the world through um, one of one of one of the, the ways that the world is being transformed is by people being impressionable and being imprinted um, with certain let's call them philosophies. And then you you would ask the question why why are they why, why are they being imprinted? Ultimately, the entire world needs to be imprinted with truth, and and add that together with. The entire Rambam says the entire world will do nothing other than want nothing other than to know know Hashem, to know God, and we will be the teachers, and we will go know great 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 wisdom and great hidden wisdom, and we will teach them, and they will come to us. So we see that that process is beginning now. You know, the world is at a point where there's there's a um, a grappling with truth in a way that there wasn't before. In other times in history, um, people were pretty, um, I'm not going to say content, but people were pretty set in their lives. This is what I do. I'm not interested in thinking much about what I do. Um, I'm, you know, climbing the corporate ladder or something like that. I'm not really interested in thinking about the meaning of life. And now we're at a moment where a lot of people are thinking about what we would call the meaning of life. So, that lands us straight into Parshas Vayera, the story of the Rebbe Rashad as a little boy, and we can see that perhaps, perhaps, this whole encounter with the Rebbe Rashad is literally, was literally designed, when was this, 1861, 1864, or 5, or 66, around that time, around 1865, um, literally, designed as an opening for the world that, that um, at this moment, an opening for the world then and an opening for the world as it is at this moment. Okay, so what's happening in the world? How is it changing? What's the story? Let's say it very brief, and this, we're going to do this in a, in a, in a several parts. Okay. So the story of, is very famous. We know that the Rebbe Rashab, the fifth, Lubavitcher was a little boy. Now watch the details, everything's significant. He was a little boy. He was four or five years old. It's not clear. Four or five years old. Now, what is the thing about four or five years old? <clears throat> Excuse me. When a child, when a child turns three years old, he begins to learn Tyra. But as I just learned recently, until there's an age of Chinuch, it's called an age of Chinuch, in which you can Speak to him, he will understand you, and he will be able to take an action based on what you what you taught him. That requires a certain amount of um, brain maturing, that he can really do something, um, he can do something good based on what what you're what you're teaching him. He can translate it into action. That's how I heard this. This idea of age of chinuch, and so just a little side note. So I'm thinking that we see an interesting thing that the world. Sorry, one more thing. Until an, a child is aged about six or seven, they're primarily in theta and and delta wave, which means the hypnotic brainwave. They're able in that brainwave, in beta wave, we 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 can judge things a lot and and question things a lot and say I agree, I don't agree. 
But when we're in delta and theta wave, which is um, a lot when we're sleeping, etc., and when we're being hypnotized, two things happen in, in that brain wave. One is we can learn very, very quickly, huge amounts of information in a very short time. When our brain is in data and delta, uh, theta and delta wave. And the other one is whatever we're, we're told becomes our truth. It's, it's engraved on the walls of our, our mind, so to speak. And we, it seems it's, it's our truth, which is why, you know, all the healing in the world is based now on all the truths that people, the, the messages that people absorbed as a child from different experiences and some of them traumatic that actually don't serve them very well well right now. And the point is to undo that, so to speak, um, engraving of that concept or that truth on the walls. You know, if you were, if you, whatever, saw blonde people always fighting, so literally the brain will have this message that blonde people are violent and you just won't have anything to do with people who have blonde hair. And it's actually not very convenient when you get older. But 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 it, it it feels like a real truth, even though you're not conscious of it, because it was it went into your brain when it, your brain was in theta and delta waves. So we see that the world has kind of revert reverted to a stage where it's not very easy for people to think things through and take action based on. You're sort of being uh, brainwashed. You see people demonstrating it is pretty obviously have been brainwashed and there are various ways that the brainwashing happened so the bad news is that that's happening and the good news is that the world is being taken back to a um a situation where if we the question is who's i don't want to say brainwashing but if we if if we come with the truth to a world that now is pretty impressionable then that can transform the world. So, 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 um, <clears throat> what's the situation? So here's the story of the Rebbe Rashab representing this. And so, I, by the way, and then later on around age six or seven, the child then develops in the brain, the beta wave, and he's able to say, oh, I agree with this, I don't agree with this, and start to think for himself. Okay, so the world reverted back to pre-thinking for themselves. So, here's the story that the Rebbe Rashab was either four or five years old. Okay, we understand now the concept of that age. And he went in on Shabbos Parshas Vayera to his Zayda, his grandfather, the Temasetic, and he began to cry. Now, let's just see whom he went into. Yes, it was his Zayda the third Chabad Rebbe, but it, um, it's classically known that if one can divide, so to speak, Rebbeim, the Alta Rebbe, the Balatanya, represents the union of Chachma, and the Mithra Rebbe represents the union of Bina, and Das is is what, and the Tzemachetic represents Das. What is Das? Das is when you deeply integrate something and make it your own. You don't just think an idea, but you deeply integrate it and make it your own. And you and and you and and you're able to now create create something based on it. Exactly what we said about the child. You speak to the child, and until then you're talking to the wall. Until he's a certain age, it's like you're talking to the wall, and, like, uh, and he really doesn't understand what you're saying. And then he comes to a point where he understands what you're saying, and he's able to make it his own. 
he's able to actually now take that information that you gave him and take it for himself. And now it's his information. It's no longer your information. And now he's able to make decisions about what to do with that information. He now owns that information. He's no longer hearing it from you. It's his. That's a drop of what da'as means. And so, by the way, what are we here to do now and bring the whole world to do? To take the information about truth of Hashem Echad, etc. Hashem Echad, Ushmai Echad, Gula Shlema, Eretz Yisrael belongs to the, to, to the Yidden, Reishas Bar Elikim, Beis Reishas, the whole world's created, for Tyre and Mitzvah, Yidden, Kedusha, all of those truths. And our job is to bring the entire world to hearing that truth and making it and taking it from us and making it theirs in a way that's even better than the way we said it to them. That is what the task at hand is. So it's very interesting that in this in this scenario, the Rebbe Rashab, as a child of four or five years old, is going is at that impressionable stage. And yet he's past age three where he has begun to learn Tyra. And now he's going to the Semachetic and we're talking about the Ing of Das. And he begins to cry. The child begins to cry. And it says here, we're not just talking about a child because Razal say biting, biting, that a child who's going to be a Tzaddik is, and who's going to be a Rebbe is already that when he's born. If he's going to be a Tzaddik as an adult, he's born a Tzaddik. He is that. So we're talking about maybe small in size and small in years, young in years, but essentially a leader, a tzaddik, a rebbe, as, at that age. So the interaction is, the, the story is, he begins to cry, the, the rebbe Rashab, Reb Shalom Dabber, he begins to cry, and what does he say as he's crying? What is his demand? What is his, what is his complaint to his zayda? Why did, for what reason, for what reason did Hashem appear to Avram Avinu and not to us? And to us he did not appear. That's the question. Um, that's a very powerful question and we'll, we're going to open it up more tomorrow. For what reason, why did, why did Hashem appear to Avram Avinu and not, and not, and not to us? He didn't say to me. He said to us, <clears throat> excuse me, and he began to cry. So I actually, I think I'm not going to discuss the question today. We just want to focus um, for a second on what's happening in with, I don't want to discuss the answer, but we want to focus on what the demand is, what the complaint is, what is happening happening on a much more global level, level that you see that Everything we said, the impressionable. Imagine what you're really looking at is a tzaddik, someone who represents mankind as it should be. Mankind as it, a person who's totally unified with truth, has not blocked the truth. He's a little child. He already got a chinuch for four or five years. He's very permeated with truth. And he hasn't blocked it. It's not like you know, he had the perfect skill. He, had, he didn't block it and replace it with other, other stuff. He represents innocent, pure truth, un, un, uh, unimpeded. And from that place of innocent, pure truth about Hashem and, tru- and, and life and Tyra and, and future and the world and politics, 
he asks a question. And he doesn't just ask a question. He asks a question in a very emotional way. It says, you know, um, that um, all advertising, Lahabdul, is based on repetition and emotion. All those cigarette commercials that they used to do, they would sing a song billions of times. And they spent billions of dollars to sing those songs in front of the whole world on the screen. And it was a very catchy tune. <coughs> so, and they said, and they, it, there was a lot of emotion in it. So the emotion together with the repetition really also is a recipe for imprinting, imprinting somebody's mind when they're impressionable. So, you know, smoke our cigarettes, buy our cigarettes. So here we're talking about tremendous emotion. The Rebrashad, the little child, he's crying. He has a demand, he has a question, and he's crying. There's tremendous emotion there. Maybe there's not repetition, except I'm repeating it. But there's tremendous emotion there. And when he is crying, he is not crying a personal cry. He is not making a personal demand, and he's not um, asking a personal question. He is the representative of that moment in history, talking about 1865, of, we're saying, the innocent, impressionable child, who could be any age, could be eight years old, six years old, two years old, 75 years old, 64 years old, could be anything. He is the representative of the world in humanity, in its being impressionable and open to op- open to hearing something new. And he's, and, and there's a lot of emotion. And um, what he's asking is, why did Hashem appear to Avram Avinu and not to us? What's that cry? What is that? Clearly he's saying, and we'll see in the continuation audios, he's saying life is intolerable. Avram Avinu. Life is intolerable if we don't have what Avram Avinu had. Avram Avinu went through 10 tests, and he had a very difficult life. Extremely difficult life. But he had some arsenal. As he was was transitioning the world, he's Avram Avinu, he was transitioning the world from paganism to the worship of Hashem. That's a big transition. He had a tough job, and he personally went through a lot. Which means that we, in our job, in our role as the Avram Avinus of the, of the world, transitioning the world from fake news to truth, from Gullus to Gula, and we are those Avram Avinus. The Rebbe Rashad is saying, it's not fair. You know, you have to have some tools with which, which to do it. You can't just have a difficult life and have a hard time. I mean, the plus was and the tool was. You know, Hashem, like, you know, we can't be left alone to do this impossible job. Uh, but Hashem appeared. Hashem appeared. God appeared to Avram Avinu. Ah, okay, now the job is doable. You're given an impossible job, transitioning the whole world from paganism to the worship of Hashem. But give me, give me something, you know, help me out. So Hashem appeared to him, to Avram Avinu. Okay, now it's still going to be hard, but it's doable. So clearly we can understand that the Rebbe Rashab is crying for the entire world. For the world of the future, and especially for now. 
when we would be the Avram Avinus of the world, we need to do that transitioning of the world. They're, they're even looking to us to be, to be the leaders, to, to guide them with our wisdom and our, our deep knowledge. But we need, you know, Hashem, come and appear, you know, back me up. I, want, I need to see you. I, do, I need to experience your presence. I can't do this alone. I, okay. And this was clearly in this scenario, and we'll discuss it more tomorrow, clearly in this scenario, something huge was being accomplished by really, you could say, these two rebellion, the third Lubavitcher and the fifth Lubavitcher. One happens to be posing as a child, so to speak, and one happens to be posing as the Rebbe, so to speak. I mean, one is officially the Rebbe, and one is officially just a child and will be the Rebbe eventually. But you see those two rebellion, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to think how to say it. Um, working very skillfully with the world to open up the, the vessels of the world. Number one, a child crying. Why is he crying? Why does any child cry? He wants something. I mean, hopefully it's not just he's being fetchy and he's tired. I want, I want chocolate, I want chocolate, I want chocolate. Let a child say, ah, cocoa, ah, cocoa. I want cocoa, right? Ah, cocoa, ah, cocoa. So I want this. Clearly, the Rebbe Rashab, together they're working on this question. How do we get the world to want to see Hashem with desperation to the point of tears? How do we get the world to the point where of all the things they want, nothing satisfies them. The only thing they really want, the thing that they really want the most is to experience Hashem. And then they'll, and, and now they'll be able to live. Which, interestingly, we're starting to see that happening in the world. It's an unbelievable thing. Unfortunately, it came on the heels of horrific, horrific stuff. But it's something unbelievable. So that's the scenario. We're going to we're going to end the audio with this and pick up with the answer tomorrow of the of the Tzemach But that's the scenario that we that we're stepping out of. We're going we're going to live with a whole week. The desperate desire. The Rebbeim desperately desiring, trying, working to bring the world to the point where not only they should be able to see, see Hashem, but if they see Hashem and they're not interested, what's it going to help? Not only they should see truth. If they're going to see truth but they're not interested, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's your truth. That's not my truth. You know, all that nonsense. We, Our job here as Yidden is to bring the world to the point where they want that they want to see Hashem and they want the truth of Hashem more than they want anything. And our job is to open up the pores of the world, or, or let's say Hashem is opening up the pores of the world to bring them to the point where nothing else works and everything else is so dark. We want to see Hashem, and then when they want to, then then Hashem says to us, "Go now, fast, go and teach." Go and teach. The world wants to see Hashem. They want to. They want to know Hashem. The entire occupation of the entire world will be nothing other than tell Hashem, no God. And the Lachain Yisrael Yul Chachamim Dalim. And therefore, this is all the Ramam. The Yidden will be very great Chachamim. The Yedus Devarim Hashem. We will and we will teach the world, and we will know great deep hidden secrets, and teach the world great deep hidden secrets to the humus, to the fullest of human. Ca- Capability. 
But it starts with the world wanting. We have, we have the, we have the product. We have, we have what to teach the world. We've always had it. They always didn't quite like us for it. And they didn't exactly come to us and say, wow, you're the chosen people. You're the people of the book. You're the light of the nations. Please teach us. No. That will be the big shift. And that is becoming the big shift. They say, you're, you're all of that. Uh, yeah, we were that for 3,300 and some years. They say, please teach it to us. We can't go on anymore unless we know this. Please help us understand this, this, this great truth. We want to experience Hashem too. Anyway, before tomorrow's um, recording, may we experience ourselves already in the Gula Mitzvah Shlema with the whole world understanding the Shem Echad Echad and wanting more and more and more and um, we as the teachers and step into that role joyfully and may we uh, experience the Gula Mitzvah Shlema immediately now.